It's June by the time the little caravan works its way down out of the mountains. Six wagons accompanied by as many horsemen. Each wagon is full of trade goods from the Salonik, the great blue lake where our journey began. Half are stacked with barrels of salted fish, fat red eyes, and narrow blue-scaled clipper. The other half carried treasures from the south, painstakingly hauled over the world's hearts, and then sailed across the lake on the long, multi-oared trading galleys of the Canton cities. There is Hamveltai glass and porcelain, packed in straw. Deslandai jewelry and heavy iron strongboxes, fine cloth from Vied and the cities of the old coast. Valuable things, things people want. And me. I ride in the back of a farm cart, along with some of the strongboxes. I have offered no hint of resistance, but the guards take no chances. Ropes bind my hands together and secure my ankles to the driver's seat with just enough slack so I can shift my weight and hang on when the cart tips or shudders. I might have worked the cord down and over my feet, or scraped it apart on a nail in the bed of the cart like the hero of a romantic story. But then what? Heroes never seem to have to think that far ahead. Even if I were to evade the half-dozen armed, mounted men who surround our party, no small feat for a boy as unskilled in woodscraft as myself, then I would be afoot and alone in a lonely, hostile country. Every night we hear the howling of the wolves in the woods. And if I were to escape my pursuers, and the wolves, and slow death by starvation or exposure, or any number of other grisly ends, where was there to go? That I think of escape in spite of all this is a clear sign of my insanity. My demon, perhaps, wrecking the fabric of my mind. Peter is two hundred miles away, and getting farther with every weary day. He is strapped to another wagon, headed to another prison. Even if I broke free, crossed the miles, rescued him from his captors, he would not welcome me. This time he would probably kill me himself. But one cannot help but hope. So I sit and wait and plan. We will not be in the mountains forever. Sooner or later we will reach a wider road, and there will be towns along the way, places to lose myself and evade pursuit. I can read, write, and do sums. There is always a living to be made for someone with such esoteric skills. I will survive. I sleep in the cart under a thick wool blanket. Twice a day the guards let me off my leash to give me a chance to squat in the ditch beside the side of the road or make water. They feed me hard black bread and sometimes a handful of greasy meat, squirrel or rabbit or fat gray mountain birds I've never seen before. The outriders travel with rifles at the ready, hoping for a shot at any animal flushed by the noise of the oncoming wagons. When they miss, all we have is bread. Tullow is a mercenary, a southerner from the League cities. He has lank, dirty red hair and a curly red beard he rarely bothers to trim. Every second or third night he comes to my cart, already drunk, hands fumbling with the strings of his leather trousers. He joins me under the blanket, and I take his cock in my mouth. I feel his fingers grip my hair, and I listen to the harsh sound of his breath until he spends himself. Afterward he lets me take a swallow from his belt skin,
which is filled with a clear spirit so harsh it burns my throat and leaves me an extra measure of bread. I eat it, huddle back under my blanket, and try to sleep. I will survive.'